Welcome to episode 77 of Taz Racing Kennel Talk, where we discuss the news, standout performances, and anything else that's happening in Tasmanian Greyhound Racing. I'm Matt Reid for tazracing.com.au, and let me welcome the man of the hour. He and his dad, Pat, took out the feature race of the last week, the Reg and Aileen Ivory Memorial Classic Final in Devonport, and that's, of course, Brennan Ryan. Must have been a big thrill yesterday, mate. Oh, it was. And thank you. And hello to you, Matt. It was, uh, yeah, a tremendous honour to win that race. Um, look, if I couldn't win a Devonport chase, I would have been happy to win that. And finally being able to tick it off the sheet, it's, uh, yeah, it was a tremendous thrill. And, yeah, um, look, for a grand, that's one, you know, two very good features there on the calendar at Devonport. It's, um, you know, puts a good record on her. And, yeah, she's gone above and beyond just posh and self-controls in her own right as well. So, but, no, it was a great day overall for the for the kennel and the litter. Well, we'll start our review of some of the recent racing in Devonport. It touched on that race. And as it turned out, Brennan, you had the two favourites there, just posh and self-control. The market rallied for just posh, who jumped from the blue, eventually started uh, narrow favourite ahead of self-control. And we documented on the podcast last week that we unfortunately lost the heat. So there was a bit of a randomness about the final field, but we still had a, a very competitive race. And in the end, a photo finish, Duncan Dawn off the caller. He wasn't sure which way to turn. Uh, you would have maybe not had a good view of it, but uh, did you think you'd won? Uh, no, to be quite honest, uh, the way you look at it, you thought the fives just got there on the line, but, um, yeah, it's interesting how camera angles and photo finish angles uh, give you the perception, but, um, yeah, you know, I remember a horse trainer once said, it doesn't matter how, how far the margin is, as long as you're the one that gets the win. So she, she toughed it out and, you know, for form wise, I think you look at blazer, uh, for Linda Nichols, there come out of the ground and it was a big performance here, huge run. So wherever he steps out next is he's going to be very hard to beat. I mean, that, that form coming out of that race is red hot for that runner. And your pair, the plan, assuming they've pulled up well, is the um, the Breeders' Qualies in Launceston on Friday night? Yeah, that's all going well. They've seemed to be pretty sound at the moment. They're jumping out of their skin and driving us nuts, as they usually do week in, week out. But um yeah, now we'll head there, uh, the 16 heats, and, um, yeah, we'll just concentrate that. And uh, they've only got to run top two to make it through into the semis. So, yeah, no, really looking forward to seeing how they perform there on Friday. And all of those breeders' qualies will be live streamed on Taz Racing TV. And if you miss them live, the replays will be available. Uh, also on that Devonport program, nice touch from the club. Every race on that program was named after Reg and Eileen or one of their chasers or, or part of their family. Uh, we had our Launceston Cup runner-up lock and loaded back in the winner's stall in the fifth race on the program. Yeah, named in honour. The race was named in honour of Wayne Ivory, who was uh... – Reg and Aileen Ivory's son. And yeah, no, it was a, a good win there. Good to see this Greyhound back in the winner's list. And look, she can't do any more in her improvement. She, uh, she's going terrific, 25-62. And fourth grade looked a very good race there between Bedrock Cruiser, St. Zach, um, Jupiter King can perform well. And you got Bucklelot Wilder and Just Mercy, if it's on song, he can run too with respect. So um, she's proved it. Once again, that she's um, she continues to go through the grade and she steps out in top grade now when she comes back to Devonport. So that will be of interest um, the next time we see her in the nominations. 
and continues to hold form very well, just lock and loaded. Uh, quick Joey Small, well, David Croswell probably would have been a little bit disappointed to not gain a start in the feature race on the program, Brennan, but did atone with a pretty comfortable win in a, a quality mix one too. Yeah, look, the way you see the draw, um, it was down to a field of seven. He got a vacant on his inside, on his outside reflexing coming out and, Buckle up, Kinsey's not the greatest beginner. So he had the, enough momentum to really drive and go to the front and the kennel mate, Classy Lane, he held him up a bit. So he only needs a couple of strides, went clear from the inside drawer and he can really shift through his gears. And I mean, overall sectionals wise, he's um, he's really put pay to him. And, you know, you look at it overall, he, some of them on the day, the track was quick. I mean, they've all broken eight to the first mark, but he's come home in 12.66. So just proves that he really wound up in the closing stages there. But, you know, nevertheless, he's just continues to show that he's one of our state's top dogs and, yeah, just continues to run at his best. Looked like there were some pretty decent times as far as uh, the track goes yesterday, Brennan. I think uh, I'm not sure what the official time was for Just Posh, but I saw on the semaphore 25.40, which is um, certainly good going around Devonport. It was. She eventually got down to running 25.38. So, um, and I think you go down through it. Roy's Rocket went 25.37. And uh, as we touched on, Lock and Loaded, 62. White Poison, 88. And I think even the Juveniles were running good. The Juvenile went 25.79. So the track overall was in pristine order for a, you know, for a great series there. And as we keep forgetting, or as we count down, I should say, um, we're now just two meetings away from the final, uh, from the send-off on the, on the 22nd, and we head into the heats of the Labrokes Classic. So that'll be our last feature event to be conducted at Devonport, sadly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you are live hosting the, the last meeting up there in Devonport and we look forward to seeing a, a good bit of content and you'll speak to a few um, players within the industry about the history of Devonport over the coming weeks. Uh, continuing to work backwards, Launceston on Monday night, Brennan, we had a nine race program there. We lost the final race. Uh, I'm not familiar with why we lost the final race. What was the reason that race nine was abandoned? Well, being close up to the action there on Thursday, being the track photographer, what happened was um, there was a bird that had flown across from the inside of the track onto the home straight. And he just happened to land right as they turned for home and couldn't move. No one could get near him to shift him. And yeah, a couple of the runners veered off and lost sight of the lure and was on sight of the of our feathered friend. But uh, the stewards took the reason to, um, to call it a no race and, Anyway, that's the way it went. Not much you can do about that. Uh, anyway, they did have eight races were run in the end there as far as declared results. It was a pretty thin program in terms of, of numbers, Brennan. There's no real booting around the bush. Uh, we'll touch on a few of the winners, though. The first one being uh, Harden Up Tump, Tommy. Harden Up Tommy, I should say, won the Masters Open race two. Oh, look, he loves the short distances, and this is his... Um, his go, especially when he can draw to the inside. And um, look, I know owner John Wright paid a bit of a sum for this dog, but he's earned it back um, with time. He's still punching above his weight, even though age is on him, but um, he, he doesn't know that. That's just uh, on his papers. So he's, yeah, he continues to hold his ground and he's 119 from 88. So, um, yeah, there's nothing you can snicker about that. And he's just got to keep getting those races. And, yeah, he'll he'll continue to hold his own. 
Harden up Tommy was a dollar seventy favourite. In the following race, there was a bit more value for punters. Seventeen ten on the tote. Mazzoni was a winner in a Grade Five over the two seventy eight jump from the pink. Yeah, good to see uh, the Penguin trainer Tony Dio get a uh, win there on the night. And well, actually, Tony originally won the last race, but uh, sadly he was denied a winning double when the when the uh, program got can uh, that final race got canned uh, due to. The uh, the bird incident, but um, nevertheless, he, he got the win. And um, look, Tony's had a good run with the dogs he's got. Um, they don't really jump out of the ground week in, week out, but when they get the right draw, they can really show their true hand in it. And um, look, he's done well with a lot of dogs he's got. Look, he's always in week in, week out. Um, it's been a while between wins. His last win was at 1st of February at Devonport. So it's been a while since the kennel have been able to get a win, but. Uh, yeah, I think they enjoy each one of them as they come along. Yeah, hopefully had a few bucks on at the price as well. Uh, race seven on that Launceston card was uh, certainly the race that probably attracted the most attention. It's the one that you focused on for your written preview leading in, Brennan. It looked a race in three. Dr. Haley, Need a Hand, a Blazer Express was certainly uh, at the head of the market, not a lot splitting them at around the $3 mark. And in the end, it went the way of Dr. Haley can, to continue her recent good form. She's going terrific, this Greyhound. And the, her best attribute is that she can absolutely ping the leads. And she did that there on uh, on Monday night. And, you know, what one of the races was when she went 498 to the first peg. I mean, not many could catch her. Nina Hand was just, face was rotten luck when he couldn't get across when Cha-Cha Sock held him up within the first couple of strides and Blazer Express just couldn't match motors early, but you know, all honest to Dr. Haley, she's a good little specialist over this trip. And um, I think she's back in at Hobart on Thursday. She goes around as one of the second favorites there in her race. And um, I think she's a good chance to make it uh, a possibility of two wins in the space of a week there. So we'll keep an eye on that. And we'll talk about that later on. Well, she was a winner on the Hobart program last Thursday night. So it was two in the space of four days for Dr. Haley. Uh, favorite punters were away early in that Hobart card on the 3rd of March. Dr. Haley was $1.80 and a Nalem Fencer, $1.20, a very short price, but an impressive win. Well, he's a part of a, the good letter that I'm well well and truly associated with, the S and DB Hoity Toit in. Neville's driven all the way down. He's my next door neighbour from Dilston up here at the north part of uh, Tassie. And look, the dog just either puts himself in a bad position or something goes wrong in the race. But he's look, he's a nice dog and um, he steps up for the first time over 500 metres on Friday in the heats of the Breeders' Classic. So uh, question mark about that, how he'll go. Um, all reports that he did trial soundly heading into the series. So... Um, they're confident he'll run the trip out. It's just now the matter of putting him under race conditions, a small field will give him the chance to really uh, go through his gears and see how he handles the track. A little later in that program, the first leg of the quaddy run red runs, been a, a great performer for Debbie Cannon since he came onto the scene, notched up his 10th career win there in Hobart last Thursday night. Oh, what a dog. Um, I'd like to have him in the kennel to win 10 races from 32 starts and, you know, he's done a terrific throughout his career. He won a heat of the Launceston Cup last month, uh, two months back, and ran down the track, unfortunately, behind Hilltop Jack. But, you know, he continues to win his races. And, um, 
you can't knock him on his ability. I mean, there's not many dogs that win 10 from 32 and he's won with 10 minors and he's banked just short of just over 28,300. So a uh, good spinner for the kennel. And um, yeah, Debbie's strike rate just continues to hold well. She's got a reasonable team there at the moment. No particular standouts, but they're all performing week in, week out. And yeah, she gets the efforts there on her home track. Well, that started the quarter. There'll be plenty of punters glad that Cast a Shadow wasn't a quaddy leg. $51, Taz Racing official price, if you don't mind. Just edged out Hawk Danger, who franked the form by coming out to win in Devonport on Tuesday. Far out. If you sat there and watched this run there on um, on Thursday night, he absolutely pinged the leads, um, Cast a Shadow, and just went through them like they were standing still. Like, that was... You couldn't be harsh and say that was his birthday performance. Like, are we going to see another win from him? I mean, he backed up and he just didn't bring his game there to uh, the Launceston on Monday night. But um, he's coming along and um, he he since transferred from um, from the Ricky and Sonia Martin kennels to Rachel Moat at Glen Orkney down in the southern part of the state. And uh, Rachel and her partner, Steve, um, they just take him along quietly and uh, it won't be the last time we'll see him in the winner's circle. He, he's just got to find his races. But, um, yeah, huh, if you can only mirror that performance there again, what he'd done there on the, on the Thursday, and that would, yeah, that would take him a long way. Just shows the nature of the game, doesn't it? Wins a great five at $51, sent out $4.60 at next start in the same class, and doesn't run a place. But, anyway, that is the nature of racing. You're going to try and find us a few winners in Hobart on Thursday night, Brennan, 10th of March. We've got a 10 race program and you won't be mucking around. You've got one for us in the opener. Ladbrokes new bet ticker now available. Watch the exclusive live feed on your Ladbrokes app and see where the big bets land. Get the down low on the download. Ladbrokes Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Yeah, we're going to head to uh, the first race and going to hit the nail right on the coffin and and I reckon just maybe should get the job done there. Uh, look, she's got the box seven. It's a 340. So um, comes off a real good win at her last start. And look, she's only had one go at the strip. She's yet to fire in the top three placings. But the way I see the draw, her only upset that she's got to come across is Adrian Aspen for Jack Jury. So uh, look, it'll start the the favourite. But I think just maybe should go in there with good money value for that race. So uh, we'll see what the market shows when it comes out. But, um, yeah, I think she should go around there and a good chance in race one, jumping from box seven. Yeah, Agent Aspen going for five in a row, so you wouldn't think that the market would miss her. Interesting to see what price we get about just maybe at the time of recording, which is Wednesday afternoon at about three. Uh, we haven't got any prices, but the first of Brennan's specials, race one, number seven. We then go to the first leg of the quaddy, race five. Yeah, we'll try and see if we can uh, book in both ends of the quaddy. And I'm going to go with now. With a runner that, look, it, he's changed hands going from um, Leon Bresendale, so up to Lyndon Nichols at Berylee in the north part of the state. And I'm talking about Unique Pallet. Um, look, he's got the wide draw there. This is another 340. This is one of six races over the 340 there on Thursday and comes up against Blazer Express. Blazer Express. Currently, as a vacant draw, and it's inside at the time recording. Um, all my heart is out, so um, there's a reserve due to go in, but um, I just can't see 
Blazer Express getting out. I think Equine knows will trap it early because it's got the early pace. But I think Unique Palette, if it can get across, it showed that it come home real strong on the line. So I think that Jenny Loveheart will cause a bit of traffic there as well. So yeah, I think Unique Palette's drawn to get the um to get the gun run, uh, even though it's a wide draw. I think it should be hard to beat. And then in race eight, uh, in race sorry race nine. Um, we're going to go with Need a Hand there for Bruce McCrosty. It's another 340. This one's a grade five. Um, Scott Box 8, um, similar chances. Bolt out. It's got a bit of a spec about it, but not impressed by any performance nevertheless. But, um, yeah, Need a Hand's had one go at this trip. Just hadn't seen the track and lead up to it, but I think it'd be a lot better for the run and hopefully it can get the job there, done there in race number nine. Three for you for Hobart on Thursday night. Race one, seven, just maybe. Race five, eight, unique palette. And race nine, number eight, need a hand. We touched on it earlier, Brennan, but uh, I guess it's great, particularly for someone that that has dogs in the series, to be able to get uh, the qualities or the heats up for the Launceston breeders. It, it must be a big advantage or positive for trainers to be able to give uh, their dogs a look at the track in small fields before we go into the TAB meeting and I guess bigger fields. It is. Um, the one thing that uh, that we've documented on, I think our first ever, um, podcast episode we ever did, um, there's not a lot of trial form we get on young dogs in this state and this is our only advantage to really see what they do, especially in small fields. So we're going to see a mix of the graded dogs versus the most inexperienced dogs going around in it. And um, there's a few runners that you'll see that um, lack field experience and they need that run under their belt to go into the series because, you know, when I first started in racing, trainers need, you know, pups, to have field trials and all that, we don't get that ne- anymore unless you've got the um, the calibre in your kennel to really pull that sort of style of trials off. But um, this is the only way we can go about it. And, yeah, no, it, it's good from a trainer's point of view and a punter's point of view because you can really see how your running goes when it's, you know, there's not much pressure on it as such, but just, yeah, it gets a good chance to really see how it handles the track. Yeah, well, it's a good point there in terms of punter confidence, having the ability to, to see those dogs and match up times and watch replays and things like that. Certainly give a lot of confidence heading towards uh, the latter stages of that series. Uh, you mentioned the Ladbrokes Classic earlier, a series for grade four and five dogs. How do you think that series is likely to stack up? Uh, it should do pretty well. It's uh, for fourth and fifth grade class greyhounds. It's open, so both Taz Breed and mainland bred greyhounds can go in it. So um, we should do pretty well. Normally we can get around between six to seven heats. So um, most runners have been targeting Devonport pretty strong. So, yeah, I think we should get well populated by it. And and I think coming into Hobart that same week, the following on next Thursday, we've got heats of the Cascade Draft Maiden Series as well. So, um well, look, the only on-flow we'll get of runners heading into that will be out of the Breeders' Classic Series for any first starters, but we'll worry about that when the nominations come out. So at the moment, all eyes will be on both the Labrooks Classic Heats at um, Devonport next Tuesday, and yeah, the focus will also be on the non-tab heats of the, of the Launceston Breeders' Classic Heats this coming Friday. A few feature races on the calendar through March, a good period for racing in the state. 
Uh, as mentioned, those Launceston Breeders Qualies will be live streamed on Taz Racing TV. So tune in there if you want to watch them live on a Friday night, though we will have replays available. Been a big week for you, Brennan. Uh, there's a bit of mail that you might have just really pushed the speed limit to get up to Devonport yesterday. Mm-hmm. We know that you wouldn't have gone over, but I think you might have just nudged 110 at different stages. And I was pretty impressed by those sunnies I saw you wear in the presentation picture as well. So probably uh, you had the best dog, but maybe best dressed off the off the track as well. Oh, that's what happens when the hardest workers, you know, have got to make time to get out, get moving, and get to the, you know, the track. But no, it was, you know, it was great to just make it there and see her win it. Would have been nice to see my own dog, uh, self control, get the job done. She'll get her own feature win when the time comes. She's just got to get the race and the draw and the luck. But um, yeah, no, it's been a great ride so far with the two girls. The way Highland Fame showing good early speed. Blazer and Just Posh there on the rails, being followed by Buckle Up Mary, self control. Headwell back in the race with Highland Wonder, and at the tail end of the field was Windband Rebel making their way around the bend. Highland Fame shows the way. A length in front over Just Posh, Blazer holding down third. They're in the home straight. Highland Fame in front. Just Posh trying hard. Blazer through along the inside. Not sure, Blazer and Just Posh. 